the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, episode 173. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now onto the show. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. Heck are you? I am coming to you from the floor of a fairly empty apartment. We have a couch left, a television, but there's no like um, table-like furniture. Hmm. <laughs> here. Okay. So I there's a footstool though. So oh. I've got the computer and the microphone propped up on that, and I'm sitting on a pillow on the floor. So it's like your own studio. You're mm-hmm. like in your private studio right now, very sparse, very minimalist. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So it's all happening. You're near the end. <sighs> we're near the end. I mean, it, it, it feels like we're running in slow motion, but yes, we are very near the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy over at our house yesterday and he worked so, I mean, I came in and out of my studio, my sewing studio. And every time this guy was working by himself, just no breaks, putting, um, installing the trim, finishing out the trim, um, for all the windows and and the kitchen and all of that. And, um, so that's kind of one of the last pieces. I think the final piece will be paint. Um, there's a few like cosmetic things that haven't been built yet, but we can move in without those things happening. Um, they can, they can be installed later, I guess. Um, so we'll see, but our move in date is the 5th of August. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. Um, but we have, you know, we've got, so the front of the house wasn't remodeled except for what my husband did. He repainted and pulled up carpet and did the floors. He actually did a whole lot of work on the front part of the house. And we've just shoved all of our belongings <laughs> into the front part of the house. Right. And so unpacking is going to be 
Interesting. Oh, but it'll feel like the best unpacking, right? Oh, it's going to be so nice. It's going to be so amazing. And, you know, and everything was so well labeled and, you know, boxed and labeled that it should be pretty seamless. But like right now, both of the kids' rooms, like you can't even walk into their rooms because it's just full of boxes and furniture. Right. Oh, I love it though. It's going to be so cool to be in your own place again and nest again and kind of just all new and fresh, but you know, your same house, but new and improved. I know. It is so exciting. I feel like I just feel a lot of things like lucky, but you know, I know it's more than luck to get your house remodeled. It's like a lot of planning and Mm -hmm. financial planning and and all of that. Um, you know, we didn't really go into debt to do this. So it was like a lot of saving and, um, that sort of thing. And, uh, uh, so, you know, we worked hard for it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It wasn't just, you know, like something that landed, right. Landed on us. Um, but, uh, And it's, you know, it's like the way we wanted it. Like we made all the, like everything's just real intentional, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so it is, it's going to be like a big relishing in uh, all of that, Hmm. all of that work. And um, it's going to just, it's going to feel so good. Plus we just have more room and we can have, you know, of course (laughs) now and we'll be finally ready to have people over at our house. We can't. You know, we can't have social gatherings, but right. But it's ready for it when it's when ready. It's gonna be primed and ready when you're when you're when the world is ready. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so cool, Sandra. I'm excited for you. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Next time you come to Austin, it's gonna be so excellent. Wonderful. We're gonna have a party at my house. <laughs> I mean, oh. party. I want. Yeah. And by that, I mean like three friends over and. <laughs> Right. Wearing caftans and drinking sparkling water. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some Topo Chico's. Bring your own Topo Chico. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and snacks. Right. Yeah. I've been even, I've been traveling a little bit, but even with traveling, not engaging with people other than, you know, like kind of what you have to. And um, I went to Portland last weekend and my son said it was like being in a movie. He's like, this is really weird, mom. Everybody's just in their masks and everybody's distanced. And, you know, we had to order to go food, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and just kind of even waiting outside of the restaurant, six feet apart from people and everybody wearing masks. It's just, yeah, it's a different time. Yeah. It's um, absolutely surreal. It, yeah. It, yeah. And driving for me seems to give me the most control for me to be able to get out of my house because once I'm home, Sandra, I'm home. Like I go to the post office and I've been going to the grocery store like every two weeks. And even that causes me a fair amount of anxiety. Um, so I'm not in a city necessarily seeing lots of people. So mm-hmm. seeing kind of being in a city and walking around and kind of paying attention, although the streets were, were very empty. Um, it looked like a ghost town, um, mm-hmm. except of course, where the demonstrations were by the federal buildings at night. Um, it was really surreal. Yeah. It was a very surreal trip. Um, but my son, I took him to see some schools just to look at the campuses and it kind of couldn't have been a better scenario for us, um, to not have anybody on campus to go check out a campus. You know what I mean? It wasn't, 
chaotic and it wasn't uh, a tour we had to go on. We kind of just got the vibe <laughs> of the place mm-hmm. and um, give him some options, some made it feel real for him to actually mm-hmm. see some schools. He got excited by two of them. Um, nice. So it was nice. It was nice so that he can dream and think and work with his college counselor about, you know, where he wants to go or dream or think about. So it was good. Mm. It was good. But um, so yeah, for this episode, my dear, we're going to just kind of chat, we're right? just going to kind of, yeah, just catch up like diary of the mouth here. <laughs> that what we're going to call the episode? Please say we're not going to call that. I haven't said that in a long time. (laughs) I think my mom used to say that to me, like when I would get really excited and, you know, talk really fast and I couldn't stop. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the term. I'm familiar with the phrase. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, okay. So let's, what's, we're going to talk about a little bit what we're doing, what's going on, just life and catch up. Sure. And um, it's summer, you know, and, and the previous summers we've kind of had a little bit of a plan. Right. And like, I think you were saying before we started recording, it's just, everything's bleeding into everything else. So yeah, it doesn't feel. <laughs> there's been no, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I was saying earlier, there's just been no demarcation between um, seasons or anything, you know? Yeah. yeah it's hot, m- way hotter outside here than it was, you know, three months ago, but that's the only difference really. Like there's just, everything has bled into the next. And yeah. Yeah. You, I think, yeah, you said no demarcation and that felt, I like demarcations. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I guess I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. I think it's becoming much, I mean, I thought I might, but I definitely feel like it's just, you know, what is it? I keep a little day count in my notebook. What is it today? Today is day 134 that we've been on shelter in place here in Sonoma County. And it just, that's a long time. Uh-huh. Four, I mean, if anything, if there's any like positive side to it, it definitely keeps you in the present, right? Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. The lessons from this have been um, vast and deep. And I think I'm still, you know, we're still at the beginning of all of this, right? And we're just kind of understanding, but my introverted nature can appreciate all of the stay at home, can appreciate the, but there's also this other layer of, it's not because it's by choice, right? Oh, right. I think having a choice. Mm Mm-hmm makes me feel a little bit different. So I'm, it's not that this is so foreign to me to be home and kind of hold up and just go to the post office. Like I, that's my dream, but it's because I'm kind of have to, or that I'm being told that I have to, there's a little bit of like, hmm. Yeah. Oh no, no, I know. I know. I, I moved all of my clothing over to the house and just put it that's on wardrobe racks and like the front room. It's not even anywhere near my bedroom yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, just doing that just made me so sad. And it's like, no, this is such a non thing really. And, you know, relative to all the big capital T things that are going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And yet I was still sad, you know, it's like, I would get dressed up to go to Starbucks right now. I would, <laughs> I would put on lipstick and yep. heels maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it feels like uh, you should. Yeah, I'm getting dressed up for Zoom calls, Sandra. Like, I'm excited <laughs> just to get, like, I'm dressed up now with my jewelry on, my makeup on, like, the whole, and it's really here. 
I get dressed up for my AA meetings that happen at seven in the morning. Hmm. Not up, but you know what I mean? I get myself ready because if I don't, I'll go right back to bed after the meeting. Right. So I have to kind of set myself up for like, after the meeting, I'm going to get to work. You know, I still work. I'm going to pretend like I'm all dressed up and ready to go. Um, right. It's just kind of a, and I've done that for through most of this time at home that I've gotten up and gotten ready in the morning and done my little morning routine. And then I go to a meeting, but yeah. 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 I think I mentioned that it was helpful having my studio, even though it doesn't seem like that that would have been helpful, but it kind of was during this pandemic, having my studio like a couple of miles away that I had to you know, get my car and drive to, or ride my bike to, or whatever. Um, because yeah, it forced me to like put on clothes and pants and what, you know, whatever. And <laughs> pants for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. I was going to clock in, but it kind of mm-hmm. saved me. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, um, I just, I got a new couch a couple of weeks ago. And it's interesting living in a house without a couch, right? So, so you might, ex- you know, something maybe mm-hmm. about this, just living differently, but it just made me watch, t- you know, I watch TV less and I couldn't, you know, if I was going to take a nap, I actually had to go to my bed to take a nap. So it kind of had to be really intentional about it. I just couldn't do it whenever. But now that I have this couch, I got to tell you, Sandra, it's like a whole new ball game for me. I'm really settling into this being at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Taking an afternoon nap on the couch, uh, watching a little Netflix if I feel like it. And, uh, you know, I do that every day around two or three. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I've been working since the morning, going to meetings and doing my work. I'm going to take a little break. Hmm. So I'm giving myself permission for that. I feel um, my mood has seemed to have leveled out. I kind of had a hard week last week um, or the week before. Who knows? I can't, who knows? knows? (laughs) But this last week, I really got into some different routines, which was really, really helpful. And um, yeah, I was, I, I think I told you this on the unruffled call that we had. Was it just changing things up or? Yeah, it was being intentional. Um, When I get into a funk, Sandra, I don't get into it that often and I don't struggle with depression, I don't think per se. Um, But every once in a while, I call it just a funk. Like I'll get down. Mm -hmm. Things will kind of stack up and I need to just go get in bed and I'll go and I'll get in bed for days. And then... And then it's over. So yeah, I did have to take some action. And for me, that was um, getting out of town was part of that. My son really wanted to go. I I actually did not really want to take a road trip. But when I looked at the calendar before he goes back to school, it was like the only weekend that we could do it. And he looked kind of like, are you going to not do this? Like, are you going to disappoint me? Mm. And I was like, no, I can rally. I can do this, Grady. We'll figure this out. And I did. So I think that was the first thing that started getting me into action. Mm -hmm. And um, I started meditating um, again. And um, it was, it was, why do I resist that, Sandra? I know, (laughs) because I, it's really, mm, yeah, my, my practice has been consistent and I, there have been significant changes in just my well-being. Yeah. It's like, I know what's good for me, yet I, there's something in my brain that's just not ready to flip the switch. Well, last week um, I flipped it because I had an, uh, I had a, an accountability partner assigned to me and um, we had to be accountable to each other, but that we were going to do something that we added into our program um, that we didn't quote unquote program, like just add into our life uh, mm-hmm. that we hadn't been doing a tool of, for recovery that, that might be helpful. 
And this was part of my training with Jolene um, Park. And so I picked meditation because I knew I needed it and I knew I'd been resisting it. And I really wanted to see what the change would be. Mm-hmm. And so I picked for me, I'm doing the guided meditations because I, that's, I feel like my gateway, right? That's my it way. It is in. a gateway. Absolutely. Yeah. It was my gateway. Yeah. So I, I picked up Sarah Blondin again um, because I love how she writes. I mean, she writes all of her meditations and I think mm-hmm. she's a beautiful writer and her voice is nice. And so I started doing her in the morning and even in the afternoon, one afternoon I was on the couch and I was just feeling like my shoulders were up by my ears, you know? And I was like, I just need to, in the middle of the day, just do one. And I did. And the physical feeling for me, what was happening was like, my shoulders are up by my ears. Like even right now, when I said that, I'm like, roll them down, you know, Mm -hmm. like roll them go down your back and kind of let them hang. And when I was laying on the couch, I felt this warm feeling like kind of like warm honey kind of just spill all over my body. And I really let go and I really kind of got into the meditation and I was on my back, you know, I was laying down because sometimes I always feel like you have to sit up or something or sit no, on a pillow or do No, right? no, you don't have to cross <laughs> your legs and do right. things with your fingers. You don't have to do any of that. I know. So I gave myself permission to do them in bed in the morning when I wake up mm-hmm. and then I did it on the couch. And so this feeling, this sensation was really um, calming and my whole body just felt good. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to uh, Jolene on the call, she asked, you know, how did, how did it go and what did you do? And so I told her, I, uh, I added meditation and, and, and she said, how did you, how did it make you feel? I said, oh, maybe it was good. She was like, no, 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 no. How did it make you feel like your body? And so then I tell her this feeling I had said warm milk. That's what mm-hmm. I had said. I felt like warm milk was being poured over me and she likened it to honey. That's right. And I liked how that, I was like, yeah, that is because it was kind of viscous. It was like this feeling that wasn't like I was getting wet. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, it was like something splash of milk. It was like this, it started at the crown of my head and kind of went all the way down to my, the toes of my feet. And so um, she said, w- she asked me the question. She said, do you think that's how you felt when you drank wine mm-hmm. or had a drink? Right. And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how it felt. <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes it such a, an important tool, especially for people in recovery. Um, right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wonder why it is that we resist it or, uh, you know, and other things. I think it, uh, I've thought about this. And I think one of the reasons is because we just, um, culture has conditioned us to instant gratification, I think. Oh, completely. And, um, meditation is one of those things that you don't always feel instantly gratified. Mm -hmm. Um, you feel, sometimes you feel nothing, but you did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And, but it does gradually, they gradually build on themselves. Um, until one day, you realize, oh my God, there was like a pause there before I reacted. I didn't put that pause in there intentionally. It just happened. Yeah. And that's one of the, the benefits of, of having a consistent um, meditation practice. Um, 
I'm feeling it, Sandra. And it's only yeah. been nine days. Mm-hmm. So that feeling when she said that, like, that, is that what a, a drink felt like for you? And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what it felt like. And she said, mm-hmm. so if you get a craving, which I don't get cravings that often, that's a rare, rare thing, but you know, but what just the language around it and thinking about it, it was like, uh, yeah, I, if I can have that feeling every day and not drink, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that could be very motivating for, um, me if I'm having a hard day, but it could also be just motivating for women in general, right? Like you could replace things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know that something about that has made me, it's helped me just her language around it to help me go. I want that every morning. I want to start yeah. the day feeling like honey is warm. Honey is being poured on me every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You absolutely do start craving it. And those days that you miss it, you feel the, the you feel the, the space that you, mm-hmm. you, you feel that, um, the longing for it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've missed it. Um, yeah, you know, I've been, because I've, I've been redesigning my change your story program and I've really been thinking like how to distill, um, if you can everything, you know, distill <laughs> recovery down to these few, you know, simple steps because yeah. It's not easy, but they are simple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we need two things, really. We need a- action mm-hmm. because, um, you know, like you like that quote from Rich Roll. There's many quotes, but, you know, mood follows action. Yeah. You know, change, um, move a muscle, change a thought. You know, all, all of those sayings or whatever are sayings because they are um, accurate. <laughs> right. Yes. They are very accurate. So we need action, but then we also need to counter that with restorative rest, whether mm-hmm. that's sleep or whatever yoga nidra, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, breathing techniques or meditation. Um, cause that creates this, this balance and we need both of those things. And again, just simple instructions. <laughs> right. Don't make it complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Queen of complication over here likes to make things a little harder than they need to be. But yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have to replenish ourselves. Right. You know? And we've been so depleted. Exactly. So depleted at the end of our drinking. And sometimes, you know, it is hard for me to remember what exactly it was like at the end of my drinking. The, the farther I get away from it, to remember, yeah, yeah, to keep it simple and that you don't have to do anything crazy um, in the beginning other than feed yourself, sleep, take a shower, maybe, you know, if that helps you, water. <laughs> but really, like, you're just kind of like you're a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're just a little, a little baby. Um, so that's been helpful. The meditation has been something that I switched up. Um, but I was, I was mentioning to you, uh, I've decided, I took a little look at how much I was, um, I read your Enneagram 2 today, by the way, which uh, you've been posting on Instagram. You're going to do a series, right? Of, yes. I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, yeah. So I looked at your, I looked at the Enneagram 2 today and I was like, oh yeah, ding dong. Like <laughs> there I am. Um, I looked at my calendar and I saw how much time I was devoting to quote unquote AA things. And it's too much, Sandra. It's mm. too much. 
And so I decided to take action because I was feeling that I was feeling needing a change, starting the meditation, doing this training to, to, um, with Jolene. And I was thinking, I need to carve out time for me yeah, and for my family and for my well-being and for my career. And I have been giving so much, which makes me feel really good. I really do services part of my, of part of my makeup. Um, but do I need to do, you know, like a part-time job hours worth of, 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 you know, of AA stuff? Right. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm not so, un, um, I feel sturdy, so I don't feel like I have to, but it's been, I've been getting into a routine and a rut. And so I had a really beautiful conversation with my sponsor and about many things. And then she just said, Hey, can I make a suggestion? And I know that when she says that, it's like, Hey, you're going to do this. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) I strongly suggest that you do this. Right. Stop and listen, maybe get a pen. We have a kind of an agreement that's kind of, so when she says suggestion, we always, I always kind of laugh. Um, but, um, if she makes a suggestion, I will do it for 30 days. And if at 30 days it doesn't work for me, I go back and we talk about it and I tell her why I don't want to do it or why it's not working. Mm-hmm. But I will be open-minded and I will give it a try. So she's like, I have a suggestion for you. I was like, oh, I know what this means. <laughs> and she says, can you mix up your meetings? I know you love your home group, but can you mix up your meetings to just try to hear some new things or have a new experience or get some distance um, from your home group just to kind of, you know, just clear the channels. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And so I decided to do that. And then when I looked at my calendar for the week, when I planned my week on Sundays, I was like, I just started removing meetings that had been on there. I have them on there with the Zoom links um, automatically. And I just started deleting. And it just like the spaciousness opened up, Sandra, and it felt so good. Mm-hmm. And so I don't feel like I have a resentment towards AA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm doing, I, you know, I love working with my sponsees and my sponsor, but that takes up a lot of time. And then if you're packing on daily meetings or sometimes twice a day meetings, that's a lot. And so I decided for me right now, I'm going to edit that and see how I feel. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, <laughs> you know, I naturally move to variety <laughs> because that's right. just, <laughs> that's what beats me is variety. Um, So, um, but I also think that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of, especially in recovery, I don't know, like I have, I have to continue to want to pursue it, you know, and for that, for me to want to pursue it means that I just can't get stagnant. Right. Yeah. And I like a routine. I like things kind of laid out. Right. Um, But I think what I noticed from the last week when I made the changes, I needed variety, Sandra. I needed a little seven in me, you know, I needed to (laughs) make some things up. I got out of town. I saw art. I saw people, you know, murals and street art and um, ate differently. You know, the whole, everything was different. And I, and I didn't realize that my, I needed a little jolt after kind of um, being in a rut. It wasn't really right. my routines or my rituals. I do love them, but I felt in a rut. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then you took some action and your mood followed. Yeah. You know, it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, 
just segue into your Enneagram, like when I read that this morning, just so that people know what it says, you're making these really beautiful um, graphics. And for type two, which I think I am, Sandra, you know, I don't know for mm-hmm. sure, but I think that I'm a type two, it, that you put my inherent value isn't in how well I serve. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that this morning and what you wrote, um, because sometimes I assign my value to that and thinking that right. I service all the time. And I think I inherently knew that last week that um, when I looked at the calendar and I was taking some things off, I'm like, I, I do serve and I, hap- I want to happily serve. Right. You do serve and you're valuable even if you take things off, off your to-do list, even if you remove some of those service um, commitments. Yeah. You're still loved and you're still valuable. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting cycle to get in. Um, yeah. It's, the, it's more to look at for sure. But that's growth that you can even take a look at it. I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It felt, it felt like movement and it felt um, my mood did change. So the mood follows action by my boyfriend, ritual or where I, wherever he got it. I have a feeling I know where he got it, but <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it, that definitely, definitely was a, a good, um, uh, a good little mantra. Mood follows action. Yes. Yep. Yep. So tell us what you got going on. Well, okay. So I mentioned, yeah, it is kind of exciting. So a few weeks ago I said I was working on this thing about archetypes, still working on that, but then like something shifted and I got into act, I I had to pivot Mm -hmm. and I got into action in a whole nother way. It's like one of those things that, you know, if the bus comes by and you know that if you don't jump on it, it's, it's going it might be a while before the next one comes up. <laughs> right. And you I have just, to seize the day, right? Right. And I it. just, and something happened after I hit my milestone where I hadn't been like leading up to it, doing a lot of reflecting. But then once I did, I was like, uh, oh, I, f- I just, felt an empowerment sort of in a whole other way than I had before. It was like, I have something to give here. And, um, I had been withholding it because, um, I don't like to say I'm an expert at something or that I can teach something unless I really feel confident that I can. Um, I'm not one to, um, even though I do like to try new things and, and all of that, you know, as you, if you, you know, look at at least my creative work, you know, I've been a photographer, I've been, put, I've put the hours into photography, um, many, many hours, same with just, you know, clothing design. And I feel like I'm an expert because I've put in the hours and I feel like I can call myself those things because, I've put in the hours. That's, that is, uh, that's valuable to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the thing about like recovery coaching, but you know, with the, um, with and through a holistic lens, including creativity as a component, um, I felt like I could, talk about it here on the podcast and I could talk about it on my blog, but I wasn't, didn't feel like I, I didn't feel confident enough to say I can, um, 
offer this as a service. Um, until I hit my sobriety milestone mm. and I was like, wait, I can't, I have something to offer. Mm. And so I just got this rush of energy, you know what that's like. And I just I got into, got started pulling up old Google docs because it was how I had originally written change your story, but I pulled back and changed it because I just didn't feel, I don't know. I chickened out really. I just didn't feel, um, confident enough to offer that at that time. Yeah. You probably needed more time too, just and I to, did. to, to live with it. Exactly. Exactly. But, but, um, but yeah, I, opened up that old Google doc and I started, you know, adding some more things in there and redesigned it. And so I made it a new offering where it is more structured, um, um, you know, for women in midlife who are either, you know, maybe you've, you know, gone on and off the wagon or you are, dabbling still in sobriety or you, you know, have had some abstinence and you are still kind of feeling, okay, now what, you know, um, um, I've redesigned change your story to kind of, um, offer these, um, more holistic ideas on, um, maybe how to approach your, recovery, uncovering, discovery of your new life. And I'm super excited about it. And I'm still working on a few more um, worksheets, but I've added some Enneagram stuff to it because I think um, I, well, I've been studying the Enneagram for about five years. And again, another thing that I didn't feel confident, I mean, there's still, I have so much, I'm no expert on the Enneagram by any means. Um, there's just, it's, there's just so much depth to it. Yeah. It seems like you could continually learn about that. Like, forever, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. But I feel like I have enough knowledge that I can use it as sort of a foundation to kind of build on with each client yeah. because I think we, you know, it speaks a lot to how, what our pain points are and also how we differently approach recovery. Mm. I mean, really like once I got to know my Enneagram type, I let myself off the hook, off the guilt hook of, of, um, of, um, you know, like, having a home group, like an AA home group never just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And I beat myself up over that. And what helped, what helped, I, yeah, what helped you understand it? What helped you understand it is I, again, I need variety mm. and actually I devolve in, in that kind of situation where I have to do the same thing every day, multiple times a week, hear the same message listen to the same people. Like I, I devolve, I do not evolve in that scenario. Oh, and so good to know. It is good to know, right? Yeah. It is so good by knowing know. your Enneagram type that helped you release, like the, it helped like me were... release the, like I was doing it wrong. Ah, yeah. Yeah. That's freedom. Yeah, it is. It really is. And so I think it, it's a, it can be a valuable tool 
and, and I'm super excited about it. So I started doing, I came up with these, I'm calling them mirror affirmations. You call it a mantra, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm, um, you know, addressing each type. And so as we're recording this today, I just started it. It'll be, you know, up on my Instagram, but today I released the one for type two and it's about inherent value because again, I think that that's like our, as women in recovery, I think that's like our sticking point is, um, you know, it's where we're most tender and probably what needs the most love, um, is, is, uh, you know, what keeps us from seeing our own inherent value. Mm. That's a beautiful way in. That's a beautiful way in. Um, I have to ask you just because I I see this word and I I need to understand it better. What does a holistic, like you said, you're looking at it from a holistic holistic lens. Holistic means, yeah, that means for me, it means addressing. So, you know, in, you know, in a 12 step, in 12 step recovery, traditionally you kind of address the spirit and the, and the head really. I know that they say it's not a intellectual program, but it is to some okay. degree. You have to read, you have to study, you follow rules, you know, that's an intellectual program mm-hmm. um, as well as a spiritual program. But for me, a holistic lens means that we also talk about um, we're going to talk about your body, you know, how are you nourishing yourself? How are you moving your body? How are you tending to your, your brain, you know, through like rest meditation, um, you know, your, your, your mental capacity. Um, so all of that and then creativity because creativity, you know, while it's a huge piece for me and probably for you too, it's just one piece of the puzzle. Right. Right. So it's a mind, body, spirit then, right? Exactly. Is that what it, okay. I, that make, I, I just, I lost, I was like, oh, I'm not sure what that means. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that makes total sense. Total sense. Right. Holistic yeah. means just looking at the whole picture, not yeah. just part, the parts. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that. Yeah. The, um, I'm doing the, the gray area drinking coaching. Yeah. With talk Jolene. about that. Well, it's in, well, that, in that, that you just said that I was like, Oh, that's what it is. It's all because we're doing this week was all about the biochemical part and neurotransmitters and all, you know, I took Holly's hip sobriety, which touched on a lot of this in week two as well. So this is week two of my training and um, the first all kind week of is sciencey stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have accountability partner this week that I did a, um, you know, you take this test and you find out your different things for dopamine and for um, GABA and if you're deficient in all of these areas. And um, it was really interesting. So I took the test, found out where my deficiencies were, and I'm working with my accountability partner and we're going to practice coach with one another. And there's so much more. I didn't even really know to be just completely transparent uh, here on the podcast. I didn't fully understand what a gray area drinker was. So Mm -hmm. I had asked Jolene that when we kind of did our intake, because I was like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know that term. I'm still not really sure what it means. And she was really great. And she just said, it's for someone who's not physically dependent. So it's really the spectrum. So I said, oh, well, okay. I was physically dependent in the end of my drinking. I, um, mm-hmm. I did have to detox, um, not very safely cause I did it at home, but I, you know, I was physically 
dependent on alcohol. Same, same. Which I think even that part, there's a spectrum of physical dependency, right? True, true. I think so. I think that there's like, you know, you can have tremors if you detox, but you, you know, that's the probably one side of it. You could die from detox. Um, And then on the other side, there's just, you know, I don't pause, I guess, you know, post-acute withdrawal symptoms, syndrome, and those kind of um, experiences from detox. So yeah, I think there's a spectrum on that too. Yeah. And I, and, and just kind of understanding what that meant and like how you would, how I would um, engage with women. I, I just said, I've been hesitant to take on that phrase because I feel like it's, I don't know. I've, 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 I've had trouble with it. And so I had to fully understand it before I could sign on. And I said, you know, a lot of the women that I'm working with in my creative coaching and um, are either um, sober, sober, curious, or in another 12 step program. And um, some women have wanted to work with me or to sponsor, can I go to your meetings? And I don't, there's a line a little bit there that's hard to um, draw um, because I can't sponsor every woman that's my client. There's no boundaries there, right? Right. So um, I needed some help with that. And I thought that Jolene, because I do, I really respect Jolene and I thought she's going to help me. I know she's going to help me figure this out. So um, what I'm coming to learn, and this could be different at the end of the six weeks, it's like this offering will be, I don't know that I will marry it with creativity because um, there's so much here that is just from a, um, a medical standpoint and um, that it might just be straight coaching. Um, and then I could have my creative coaching on the side. I don't know. We're going to figure out the offers at the end, but I'm learning a lot. And um, I just appreciate how professional she is. And it's been fun. Mm, yeah, it's she been is fun. a wealth. I've always said that she's a wealth of information. Yeah. yeah she's but it is leader. the mind, body, spirit. You're right. It's the whole, um, you're not just looking at one thing. Absolutely you know? not. Absolutely yeah. not. I, um, yeah, I think I got really fired up about this by reading, you know, Many Roads, One Journey. Um, by Dr. Charlotte Castle, because she, um, you know, has whole chapters devoted to, you know, the physical components and, um, you know, spiritual components and the, and the mental components Mm -hmm. of addiction. And um, so, yeah, she, what is she, she had one quote in there that she, she quoted someone else, but what is she? What did she, it's a chapter called The Physical Connection. Oh, um, the quote is from Joan Matthews Larson, who at that time headed something called the Health Recovery Center, which, you know, this book was written, written in like 89, and I think it was published in 90. Yeah, that's the book we're like using that. this week. That's the book we're using this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I would, not surprising me yeah. that, that. Um, Jolene finds value in this book because it's a wealth of information. I mean, I could base a whole program just off this book, but um, anyway, the quote is a physical substance and a physical body has a physical effect. (laughs) Mm. And it's, that's very straightforward and very true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It wasn't that book. It's a book by Joan Matthews Larson. That was the base. Oh, okay. Of her work. So it's not that book, but it's a different book. I'm just looking at the book by her. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. I just love how everything is kind of morphing and changing for you and I. And I've talked before with you and, you know, I didn't think coaching would be for me because I didn't feel like I had the confidence. And, and also I felt like it would be too heavy for my personality type too. Like I didn't think I could hold it. It's a lot. It's a lot to carry. Um, it, it's a good lesson. It'll be a good lesson in boundaries. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Right. Right. To be um, um, a coach is different than being a friend. And so um, those are some things that I will get to work on. And uh, yeah, but my life is changing. Um, in sobriety, we get to change is what I think the message here is. And where we started is maybe not where we ended up or where we started is actually where we need to go back to just like you went with your, with your program, right? Here mm-hmm. was. And um through time and experience that we, you get to, you were allowed to change. Oh, absolutely. And that's, again, that goes back to what I said before. Like I have to pivot and I have to keep things fresh and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, yeah. And, you know, and that's how, that's how, honestly, I think that that's how we're all going to survive going forward <laughs> as creative business owners is being yeah. able to pivot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's rough out there. <laughs> it is. And, and that's something that was not my only motivation for pivoting, but it happens to be a, you know, a, I can add that to my list of reasons yeah. for pivoting. And I like that. I like that reason. So. Yeah. And my, my word for the year is change. And I picked that, you know, on the very last day of the year last year, I could not know how much it was going to change this year. Um, and so I just keep trying to be open to that and that everything is changing. I'm changing. My life is changing. The world is changing and I want to be open to it. I don't have that fear as much as I used to have. I don't have that scarcity, um, mindset. I had a friend Mm -hmm. recently come to me and she was like, how are you not freaking out that you, what are you going to do for a job? How are you not freaking out? You're getting divorced. She had all her fear and her stories from her divorce and her stuff going on. She's a woman in recovery as well. And I said, I don't know. It's really, it's hard to explain. I feel like I'll be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like in some kind of magical, mystical way. Like, I don't feel like there's just right. Like, not magical thinking kind of thing. No. But-, but I know that I know how to get shit done. I know I can count on myself. Uh, I know, I know it's going to be okay. And that is faith for me. I never quite resonated with that word, but I do feel it lately. And um, when I was having the hard week and I, and then I talked to my sponsor, she said, um, we were talking about God's will uh, a lot lately. We've been talking about that. And it's only now starting, I'm starting to kind of understand what God's will is for me. And sometimes I I want it to be this kind of lovely will, (laughs) you know? And she said, Tammy, sometimes God's will can be devastating. Mm. And that can be what it is too. And there's stuff that comes from that. And and then, so I wrote it down and I really, I have been thinking about that and I don't know, removing drama, Sandra, like learning about that early on in sobriety that, you know, I was addicted to drama. So that was addicted to drama and alcohol. And by slowly removing it, slowly practicing certain principles, slowly working the steps, slowly being in groups with other women and witnessing their recovery and how they recovered differently. Um, and knowing that 
I don't know. I, I feel like I've just been evolving. Absolutely. And I'm, I like not, what you, I'm not devastated. Yeah. And I like what you said there. You know, it's like, yeah, some things don't work out, but then you're also given the power to change, mm-hmm. you know, if that, that, that road has a debt is a dead end. Um, then you can, you know, start on another road. Yeah. And, and divorce at my age, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it could be very cliche, you know, midlife, right? Um, the husband and the, we're getting divorced in our fifties and, you know, if he gets a sports car, I don't know what I'm going to do, but let's just say <laughs> that it could be very cliche and I don't right. feel like it is. And it's not a shit show. It's not, um, I am choosing grace over drama. Some days are really hard. And some days I do throw myself a pity party for one and um, lay on that couch. But it's not like it would be if I were still drinking. I know that for sure. Um, And I wouldn't be of service to other people back in that old place. Or if I was, I would have been a martyr about it. I would have talked shit about it. I would have kept score about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel, I feel, um, I feel liberated. You know, I feel liberated in recovery and I feel like things are happening for me and not to me in a very big way right now. I feel that. So we'll see. Oh, that's good. We'll see. Ah, oh, well, what else do you want? Anything else? We, should we wrap this up or do we? I guess I, I don't, <laughs> I think we've covered it. We, um, you know, this wasn't, you know, obviously meant to be like a big, um, marketing promotional podcast, but, um, yeah, we're just in it right now. Yeah. We're in it. We're pivoting Um, right now in real time. So I think that's, that's helpful to share, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. It's part of my creative work. I mean, that's, that's what it is for me to be a working creative is that, you know, the ability to pivot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do have to say, I wish I had, I'm feeling, um, I was just saying earlier, I didn't feel scarcity. I am feeling scarcity of time a little bit. Yeah, same. Um, so I'm feeling. <laughs> I talked about that and yeah, I've talked about that in the, in one of our unruffled calls. Yeah. Yep. It feels, even though we have this time, I'm home, I'm quarantined. You think we, everything's off the calendar for the most part, um, you know, but there's Zoom meetings and things, but I feel like I want to just sink in a little bit and mm-hmm. I feel like I want, I feel like I want a break. I feel like I want another break. So we'll have to see how that goes. Mm, yeah. Um, but for right now, here we are, we're in August when this airs and um, coming up, we have something really exciting that we partner with the, the Creative High. Yeah. Um, and we are, they're doing an inspiration series. It starts this Friday that our listeners can um, participate in. And I think it's $25 is the buy-in. Is that correct? Sandra? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's three weeks of content. Um, and so it's a, that's a great price. Um, the panel that we're moderating is going to be on the 14th. And, um, but there's other workshops and they're all kind of designed to, you know, get to know other, um, sober creatives yeah, and, and to build a community, right? That's kind yeah, of the goal for absolutely, sure. And absolutely. We love that. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what we're all about. So, um, we're going to get together and put our heads together and get our questions together and practice pronouncing everyone's name and, mm-hmm. um, get it all straight. And so ours will be the 14th of August. 
from 11 to 1 p.m. Pacific. Um, and I say that because I'm in California. What does that do the math for me, Sandra? That's uh, 1 p.m. Central? Correct. Uh, 11 Pacific, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we get to interview some of our friends, which I'm super excited. Like Chris Marshall's on the panel and Peyton Kennedy. I know, I know. It's going to be fun. And many yeah, it is going to be fun. Some, yeah, we'll be getting to know some of the panelists. I know I will. I, I, some of them I'm just being introduced to for the first time. And so I'm super um, excited. Yeah, yeah. Super excited about it. But, um, oh wait, you said it started on the 31st. That's not true. It starts on August 7th through the 21st. Oh, did I say the 31st? Okay. Yeah. Well, so August, yes, August 7th is when it starts. August 7th through the 21st. Um, you can find mo- out more about it if you go to the creativehigh.com. It's backslash inspiration dash series, but there's buttons up there that you can uh, yeah. navigate to get to um, how you can gain access to it. Um, I know we've had some friends that have already said they've signed up. I so know that was so exciting. Mm-hmm. That was really, yep. and this is a, yeah, part, part fundraiser, part just building community um, for the film, the creative high, which right. is they're in post-production and they're just trying to wrap it up. So it'd be so cool if uh, we could support them and uh, our listeners support them as well. I think that would be great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Uh, three things. Do we want to do three things? Uh, sure. <laughs> want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> All right. So my first thing for what has really changed my mood this uh, week has been the meditation. And I've been listening to Sarah Blondin's Live Awake podcast. And they're great because they're like eight to 12 minutes long. Um, she talks through the first part, like the first two thirds. And then she says, now close your eyes. So I, I, I take notes sometimes, um, this week I haven't, cause I've been doing it in bed, but sometimes I'll write down some pretty beautiful words from her just to kind of in my notebook so I can look at them all day long and ingest them. But she just has a really beautiful way about her. So I definitely recommend, um, that as a tool. Mm, yeah. Good. Uh, let's see. I think my first one is going to be, again, these are nothing new for me, but, um, but I'm still doing them, you know, things, things working. Why change <laughs> some, <laughs> some things that don't need to be changed. Right. Um, audiobooks and, uh, walking or running just out moving my body in nature with an audio book in my ears is going to be my first one. Mm. I just downloaded Sarah Blondin's new book. Mm. Oh, but that's I, right. She wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't listened to it yet, but I've got stuff on audio. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Um, the second thing, um, I think that we talked about it and just briefly, it's just action. Just getting into action, switching up my, um, mixing things up. I'm going after I record this with you, I'm going to an AA meeting in Barcelona again, because I loved the group so much. They were so welcoming. They're a bunch of expats that live there. And one of the ladies comes to the 7 AM meeting that I normally attend. And so she had asked me to speak last week and I went to the group and it was just lively and fun and different. You know, it was fun to go to a different meeting mm-hmm. uh, and get that energy. So just action, I think would be my second tool. That's so funny because that was going to be my second one (laughs) is just getting into action. I swear there's nothing that gives me more. I don't know. It's something about the momentum gives me some hope because, you know, 
you look out in the climate and there's just so much going on that, you know, wears on that, on that hope. And I'm the kind of person that needs to hang on to some, um, for my mental health. And so, yeah, getting into action is one for me as well. Hmm. Good. Um, the third thing is more of a kind of creative business tool and it's one that I've resisted. I realize it's the year 2020, but I have resisted this because <laughs> I'm such a paper or, you know, like a system person, like I've done it this way all the time. So let me just tell you what it is. It's the Google calendar. Oh, I just transitioned to that a couple of weeks ago and it has changed my life. Oh, wow. So I have I, not done the Google calendar, although I've been forced onto the Google calendar now because <laughs> people are sending me their Google calendar invites, but that's Yes, okay. it is magic. I, I was resisting it for so long because I was on a family calendar on my Mac with Steve and Grady and we all had our different colors and we knew where each other was. Well, when we separated, Steve was like, I'm going to unsubscribe you from my calendar. So I basically don't know where he is or what he's doing. And of course that makes total sense. Um, But I'm like, oh, and so I was still doing the Apple calendar and I asked Grady, I said, so everything's in red for you. Did you notice this is coming up in the dentist and this? And he said, he goes, I don't use the, I don't use that calendar. Mm. I said, Mm -hmm. you don't? He's like, I use Google calendar. And I said, oh, and my lady boss meeting had been talking about Natalie is Fairbrook is a big fan of the Google calendar. This does not surprise me. Right. (laughs) And at one of our lady boss meetings, we were all interested in doing it, but we were talking about how integration, this is so boring, but it's maybe not the integration with Mac calendar and Google is could start duplicating all of your calendar entries and cause like a big mess. So I had held off and I was like, forget it. But then I realized Sandra, keep it simple. Oh yeah. I didn't integrate anything. I just Every week I go to my old calendar and I put it on the Google calendar. And pretty soon there's going to be nothing on my old calendar. And I will have slowly integrated in a way that feels good. But this has been so great because it's integrated with Zoom. I don't have to go to Zoom and schedule a meeting and then send an email. It's all done in Google calendars. It's all automatically done for you. So it's like a click. You you put the person's email and you're done. Mm. And so for clients, I integrated Calendly. Oh my gosh, I've just gone crazy. So it's been so nice to have clients just book things and me not have to go back and forth and look at my paper and then go look at my Mac and then bleh, Google calendar. I'm finally here. It's 2020. Wow. The change, maybe, my change is real. <laughs> maybe if I get a new, I'm trying getting a new phone. I'm going to be forced to get a new phone soon because mm-hmm. mine is just, it's on its last, yeah. it's on its last uh, bit of whatever energy. Right. Um, and I was actually looking at iPhones for the first time ever because I've never, I've since the beginning of phones, I've never had an iPhone. Yeah. I've always just had an Android. Yeah. And um, anyway, I was looking at iPhones. Anyway, it was kind of one of those things like maybe when I get a new phone is when I'll get all organized with calendars and whatnot. <laughs> it does well, look appealing. Natalie but, does not have an iPhone. She swears. Oh, that's right. She's Android. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she loves it. And she loves mm-hmm. her phone. She loves her camera on her Her camera is so fantastic on her phone. Um, but for me, like this was, uh, I realized when I finally did it and I, now I, I had to set up the integration, Sandra, which that's what was stopping me. 
from doing everything. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know, I don't know how to do this. I'm not tech savvy. Bullshit. I just Googled how to do it, you know? And then I just did it. And then after I did it, I was so proud of myself. I like got up from my desk. I'm like, damn, you just figured shit out. Yeah, I think it's good when you (laughs) detach yourself from that story of I not tech savvy. So it's a silly thing, but I have to say it's really um, changed. It's changed everything, especially working with clients now. Like I just set up a client that's going to work with me for three months and I did it all in the Google calendar and send it out. So she has it all in hers. The Zoom links are there. Um, it's just, I don't know. It, it felt like a revelation for me and that why have I been resisting it for so long? Mm. And I just do that until I'm ready to change. So yeah, that, that was a sense. huge, that was a huge one for me this week. It's Sounds been very, appealing. and it sends you your calendar every morning at like five in the morning. It sends you your calendar for the day mm. in an email. So you kind of see your schedule. And I like mm. that in the morning when I'm still in bed. Mm. Okay. What's your third yeah. thing? Let's see. Well, this one's more analog, uh, but it's one that I go back to. Uh, it's one that still works for me as well. And that is just making things with my hands. I've, you know, I still clock into my studio almost every day, even if I only have, even if it's for an hour or two. Um, but that, um, uh, making things with my hands is very, uh, the, the using the body, you know, mm-hmm. the using your physicality is such a grounding activity. Um, it just does all kinds of, it just releases good, whatever endorphins or some, whatever it releases mm-hmm. for me. Right. Yeah. It feels, <laughs> makes your, your pleasure center, right? It feels yep. good. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So that's well, it. you've been making some beautiful things with your hands, lady. Thank you. Those calf dance are freaking off the hook. Thank you. Amazing. All right. Well, I think we did it. We did. And I hope everybody likes catching up with Tammy and Sandra. <laughs> I think they do. I've heard from one yeah. or two yeah, that they nice like it. They're nice to us. <laughs> we love our listeners. All right. Well, have a great productive or non-productive, whatever, whatever your day holds. Uh-huh. Have, have a good, have a good one. You as well. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.